0: So, yeah, no, you're that hair of yours. It's almost as good as mine. I think. Yeah, you're you're
1: rocking too. You.
0: you know, I uh, this is the longest my hair has ever been. It and is you enjoying it? I well, at this point, my hair, my barber down the street, he's uh, he's closed, right? Like we're we're in Toronto. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: you know, I, I have to remind myself. It's like, oh yeah, I can get mine done. I'm like, oh yeah, you're in the gray zone still. Yeah, I was our, talking well, to my mother today, our, and she's really distressed about it because she lives in Toronto too. So she's in Scarborough. Number
0: so. of things that have been cut off that we were just getting used to. But we yeah. I got a couple. We got a couple of viewers in there. We're live. We're uh, we're ready to go. We're past seven o'clock. So welcome to my friend, colleague, mentor, um, musician extraordinaire, director of music. Is it Riverside United in London? Yes, Riverside United in London, and. I have to say, and I know lots of people know this, that if uh, if you are in the church world or the music world and you uh, hear anything or talk to anyone about London, they always seem to say to me, "Oh, you must know Mark Smith. You <laughs> must know Mark Smith." And my answer is, "Oh, you have no idea. You have <laughs> no idea. Yes, I do." Mark, welcome. It is good to chat with you. I'm glad to have you here,
1: and I'm glad to be here, David. Thank you.
0: So. I set up a, a series of Sunday Night Conversations um, over, the, we've had two so far and we're going into April and you were one of my first asks for that. And uh, one of the reasons was, I mentioned that you know people in the music and church community always ask me if I know Mark Smith and I turned on CTV uh, one night a few weeks ago and there's Mark Smith on the television. <laughs> and then there's Mark Smith on the radio. And then I'm seeing these these, these digitally-based concerts, and Rory and I sat here one night watching. What's going on? Tell me what's happening.
1: I I feel like I'm just here, there, and everywhere. Um, so the, the one that you and Rory were watching, that was part of the Musical Meditation Series, and that's a program with New St. James Presbyterian Church. And so I was asked by one of their musicians at the church if I would, you know, do a 30-minute concert. And Ariel Harward-Jones, she and I have history. We both sang in the Toronto Mendelssohn Choir together in the late 90s, and now she's here in London. So she had reached out and said, would you be willing to do a virtual concert? And I said, absolutely. And there it was. And I have some other stuff coming up that I'm doing too, so... Well, what's,
0: what's the biggest thing on the horizon right now? What what, what should people uh, mark in their calendars when Mark Smith's going to be uh,
1: performing again for them to hear? Um, so if people can put on their calendar March the 20th, which is two weeks yesterday, yeah. um, it will be the PWRDF virtual concert. The Primus and, Relief and Development Fund. Yep. That's right. Um, so my Greg actually conceptualized this idea about having Um, artists in our deanery and our diocese, um, providing music, and raising money for a program with PWRDF. And so so what
0: does the money go to through PWRDF? Say that again? What does the money go to through PWRDF? Where does it stream to?
1: Um, It's going to a program for mothers and children. And actually, um, what I can do at the end of this, I can send you the link and then you can pass it to your viewers. Um, So I managed to get um, a number of different artists involved in this project, and they all pre-recorded in advance, and it's being produced, um, and we were in collaboration with St. Paul's Cathedral for this project.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. I have have some history with that cathedral. I I spent some time there, about five years there, um, and I think I was there uh when i met you almost two decades ago maybe 15 years ago probably yeah. 15 years ago is that right
1: oh, yeah close cuz greg and i've been together for 14 and a half years so oh, somewhere <laughs>
0: in that in that range yeah so yeah. I, we were we were at a it was a synod so it's like a conference for uh for for keener church people like us yes. and uh, and i remember i had been i was i was pretty new i was either Newly ordained or about to be ordained, but I was hanging out at the cathedral. I had grown up in the Roman Catholic tradition, mm-hmm. uh, which um, well, we didn't see a lot of clergy with husbands, right? Like that's uh, that's that, that's the truth. No. <laughs> <laughs> didn't see a lot of clergy with wives either, but you know. Uh, and I remember seeing you and Greg, um, and I remember you had your your hand on his back, and it was very tender, and. I knew there would be lots of people in that room who would have been uh who would have been iron daggers at both of you and mm-hmm. uh, and you stood with such grace in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not 2021, that's a number of years ago now. Yeah, 2006, um,
1: 2007. Yeah.
0: And we talked about uh, about maybe you t- you sharing a little bit about what was what that was like being a uh, a clergy partner um in a time where where same-sex marriage and same-sex blessings were not
1: necessarily on the table. Um, And what did that look like for you? How was it? Um, Well, you know, it was a new experience, um, you know, because I hadn't anticipated. So Greg and I actually met when I was still living in Toronto and he was here in London. And I always want to refer to like the hashtag, the Golden Girls picture at Toronto, July 30th, 2006, Timothy's Coffee Shop. He walks in with a friend, and then i was sitting with a mutual friend of ours dane gerard may he rest in peace and i remember that day we were sitting there just having a coffee and greg walking with his friend and then i had left for a minute and i came back and all of a sudden dane was sitting with greg and his friend and you know he managed to put us together in that way and then you know greg and i kept in touch over that period of time and then we got together in september 2006 And then I finally made the decision to move to London in February 2007 because that's where my life needed to be. And you've been in London since then? Yes, I have.
0: Okay, do you
1: miss Toronto? Um, I miss, you know, my family, my friends, colleagues. I don't miss a lot of the chaos, (laughs) I have to say, whenever I come back to visit. It just seems like there's just so much of it now, so. But I do miss, you know, like I said, seeing people that I was used to seeing on a regular basis.
0: Greg was the uh, was the priest at uh, a really well known church on Wellington Road in London that was a rainbow flag flagship church, really, mm-hmm. in, that, in that time, part of the integrity movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can imagine the reception for you at Christ Church was fairly warm. It was.
1: Um, I remember because my first Sunday at Christ Church was at the end of September two thousand and six. We had been together for three weeks at that point. And I remember walking in and it's like, we didn't even have to say anything. People just kind of knew that something was on the horizon. Okay. There's a new person in church, you know, and Greg is smiling. He looks a lot happier. And i was <laughs> approached by so many people who just welcomed me with open arms. And, and, and ever since then, and they were the ones who said, just move here, you know, what's keeping you in Toronto? And I thought, yeah, what is keeping me there? So, they they really embraced me and i just felt like i was part of the family
0: because you know i, I spent uh i spent a decade um serving as a parish priest and i i spend most of my time now actually not with uh practicing christians i spend a lot of my time with people outside of the church uh mm-hmm. where a coach um and most people's view of what life would be like for the openly gay partner of a clergyman mm. uh, is not what you described there, is not that open arms welcome. Most mm. people think that you probably have to dodge rocks on a regular basis. Right. Is there truth to that? Or is, did you just have the perfect spot to land at that point in time? Or is is the church welcoming for
1: people like yourself? I, I personally felt very welcomed by, and I know it hasn't been this the, this, the case for a number of people, and I've tried to be a, a support to those who haven't felt that way. And the one thing I've always said to people is to just be yourself. There will be some ignorance, there will be some chastisement, um, there will be some unhappiness, but you know, I think if you just be yourself, do your work um, and just just be pleasant to everybody, I think.
0: I have to say, there. The thing I appreciate most about you is how how much you are at home being yourself and mm-hmm. i don't imagine that happened overnight because I, I work very hard at that myself yeah um, but I will tell you that um you know I get I get little messages from you here and there and I've always appreciated them in hard times and good times and sometimes it's just it's a piece of music and it'll, it'll be vibe with me and yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, those little things mean, mean the world. And you you are you all the time. And, uh, and and I got a lot of time for that, brother.
1: And we still have a lot of work to do, right? Yeah. You know, it, the, the battle is not won yet, so. No,
0: no, you got, you got to get up every day, say the same thing in the mirror, right?
1: Exactly, exactly, and you're so welcome. I'm always happy to do that for you and spread the love and light and laughter.
0: Oh, you do, you do.
1: <laughs> so,
0: you've got a little bit of, of of news coverage happening for you. Do you Do you have plans uh, to, to to have any kind of concerts in person if the COVID numbers come down this summer? You have any outdoor events, anything like that coming up?
1: Um, I, I would love to do something like that, and I've actually been talking to um, some of my colleagues about what we can do in the summer. And I'm seeing, you know, I'm part of several Facebook groups and people are trying to think, oh, how can we do something for the public, you know, that's safe and, you know, when the weather's warmer, we can be outdoors. So there are some things that are percolating, but right now a lot of it has been, you know, virtual or pre-recording in advance. It's not the most ideal, but it's something. And actually the advantage of doing virtual or having it uploaded to YouTube is that it's reaching worldwide. Well, this is the incredible thing.
0: Um, yeah. you know. When when I was serving in in a, as a parish priest, you know, there, I, might, if I if I had a really good Sunday, we'd get a hundred people there. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean? like that's kind of the 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 world mm. land today. Mm. But you put you put a service up online. I see churches that are getting five, six hundred hits for, oh, yeah. for preaching and concerts and music and mm-hmm. prayer. It's pretty incredible. The reach has changed. I think the the, the way to go about it has changed.
1: Exactly. And I've even said, I said, I hope these churches will continue to live stream it even if they're back in person, because that's a new form of ministry. You know, people are in a different parts of the world or people are in a position where they're too ill to come out, but they still have access to the internet, you know, so we want to serve the wider community, so to speak.
0: I know uh, for me, um, it's been a couple of years since I, I I've been regular as a, as a member of a church community, but when Mm -hmm. you have been, you, uh, you know, belonging in a way that a lot of other people don't know belonging, maybe outside of their own families. Mm -hmm. Uh, How has it been for you this last little while, not being able to, to gather the way I know you appreciate so much?
1: Um, It's been challenging for me because I am pretty much an extrovert and I like to be around people and, and it's hard and it's been great when I've been out and about and I run into people. I know, like you know, because we live in Wortley Village, so you know we go out. You're in a, you're in the neighborhood. You know, oh hi, so and so. You know, oh hi, Mark. How are you doing? And the hardest thing is for me not to be able to. I'm I'm a very huggy person, so it's really hard for me not to be able to embrace people, and and just give them that love that they might need. It it, it just pains me, and that's the hardest thing for me. I
0: think that's the thing about that that that. F- that form of love that uh uh cs lewis talks about in his book the four mm-hmm. loves when he breaks out the different types of love and there's there's that empathetic love i think it's called Storgy. and mm-hmm. it's uh for people who 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 actually feel other people's pain empaths yeah. uh often extroverts as well um this whole world that we're living in um of not knowing when you're going to be able to touch anyone ever again it is it is painful right
1: it is and not being able to go to Toronto to see my parents and my family and, and others, it, it's hurtful, but you know, and I'm thank I've been very thankful for technology and FaceTime and zoom and, you know, Skype, whatever. That's been very helpful. So even though I can't be them, be yeah. with them in person, I can be with them virtually.
0: We can still connect and, and hope, hope for when that's coming. And, you know, as the, as the I was out today in the sun and I was thinking to myself, you know, we're, we're almost a quarter, we're kind of quarter of the way through March, April's around the corner, and
1: uh, yes.
0: hopefully those flowers will be springing up and it's going to look real nice.
1: No, we were so, up for a walk today, too, so we, we could relate.
0: My, You know my son, Rory. Uh, I do. We had a little test uh, today just to see if, uh, if Facebook Live would work for us, and um, he and I sat down afterwards, um, and he said, okay, I'm writing the rapid-fire questions.
1: okay i hope i do right proud (laughs) are you ready i'm ready yes what's your favorite color red
0: music or television music classical or hip-hop oh classical milkshake or ice cream sundae
1: ice cream sundae
0: bring all the boys to the yard (laughs) <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you know no, that heart- brings all the voice to the art <laughs> no <laughs> you know the hardest question for me was that classical hip-hop one because I love I know you do that's I, I didn't know what you were going to say he asked me about no, that because I grew up with classical music in my household all the time my mother played <laughs> classical music all the time so I think it's that's awesome. born my love for it I was getting a hard time uh from
0: Rory's mom who is still a very good friend and uh I I listen to a, to a lot of hip hop and uh, she would rather Rory didn't get into that music quite yet. So uh <laughs> so what we do is uh we pick we actually listen to a lot of classical but it ends up being uh soundtracks to his favorite movies. Oh, yeah. So so we have an Alexa. So we if, if we ask Alexa to play the music to the Lord of the Rings oh. or Or to Harry Potter, I'd say it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, Two more. So you and I both in different capacities, one as a presider, one as uh, as somebody playing music. Do you prefer playing weddings or funerals? Funerals. Outside of Greg, who is your favorite all time preacher?
1: Todd Townsend.
0: You know, Bishop Todd Townsend, he's a special guy. You know, i was i was sitting uh, i came back to london for the funeral of his father who was yes, i was um, there too and i remember todd preaching um and uh, first of all i was in awe of the man being able to get up in a pulpit and and and, and preach on the, at his father's funeral but i remember him looking at it, all of us um and saying and saying what we we always say at the graveside the words of uh of of the liturgy um, mm-hmm. And at the end of his sermon he said, even at the grave we make our song Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Mm-hmm. It's this this subversion that, that Christianity really offers, this 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 subversion of death to say, No,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you no, you're not having the last word. No. No. The My light has the last word. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. I love Todd Townsend for stuff like that. He's a wonderful preacher, isn't
1: he? He's a wonderful preacher, and he's also a very good friend to us. He and and Stacy and the kids, very, very good friends. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. What are you hoping for 2021 to be different than 2020?
1: I'm hoping that we can get back to um, the theater and some other musical type engagements. That's the one thing I, I Greg and I have missed. We, we have a subscription to the Grand Theater. So, and that was something, you know, pretty much once a month or once every other month we were there and we can go and we'd run into people that we know that we see a good production and we haven't been able to do that and support um, artists. So I, I'm looking forward to that day when we can be back in the theater, back in the concert hall. Um, and hopefully we might have Sunfest out in Victoria Park this year. Last year it was done virtually and it was excellent. But I really want to be outside and just, you know, grooving and shaking and living my best black life, so to speak. Absolutely. So. You know, <laughs>
0: I'll tell you, you're gonna, this one I, I definitely want an answer to. So, so I had Steve Green on last week. Yes. When I told Steve that you, you were going to be on, he, he he goes to me, he goes, blackify. Yes. and <laughs> And he said to me. I asked him afterwards offline. And I said, I said, I said, okay, you gotta. he like, I love the word, but you gotta tell. What does that mean? Blackify. What it like? What, what's Mark? What's Mark Smith getting at when he says that? Tell me always, what that means. For you.
1: I want to give people some extra sugar and spice and everything nice. Add some flavor to their life. You know?
0: Yeah,
1: I love it. That's all about a little extra flavor. People need it. Oh yes. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, and I love Steve Green. He's such a wonderful person.
0: Oh, there he is. He's 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 chiming in on the message. <laughs> oh, we got Chris Chris Wilson there, too. Oh, oh yes. Chris. yes Chris Wilson used to come and sing for me at the Church of the Transfiguration. Oh, goodness uh, sake. He would fill in here and there. So, Chris, how's it going, brother? Good to see you.
1: I met Chris in 1998 when I was singing in the Toronto Mendelssohn Choir, and he was with the core group, the Alora Festival Singers. So, and then we connected and we've been friends ever since, so. Wonderful. Yeah, love Chris. Who doesn't love Chris? Seriously. <laughs> Are
0: you back to church on Sunday? Are you back uh, behind the piano with people in the pews or what's happening?
1: So Riverside has been closed since last year, March, and they haven't reopened at all. So what we've been doing is we've been pre-recording everything and then it's uploaded to YouTube on Sunday mornings. Um, I'm not sure when Riverside will be reopening, but you know maybe later this year you just have to see how the numbers go and people's us uh comfort level with safety and whatnot so
0: are you yeah. finding that that most people are are able to connect through through digital means are, are a lot of people getting left behind or is it a is it working um, most
1: people and those who don't have email or internet access they are accommodated in another way there is a phone service that they can use um, to to hear the sermon and then there's some i know one of my choir members she actually calls one of the the congregation members and will listen to the service on the phone with her so she'll have it on her computer and then, you know, she'll put it on speakerphone for this person, which I think is great. So people are accommodating each other, but I, I will admit I really miss being in the community and I miss the kids. It's the kids cause I see pictures on Facebook and stuff like that and they're growing up so fast and I'm not there to see it happening. So I think, I think, people, I think people who, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think people who uh, don't belong to a,
0: a synagogue or a mosque or church community, um, mm-hmm. They, they they might not realize the role of of uncle and aunt and grandparents like surrogate to di- to mm-hmm. different people um like the the number of folks I know that that have these deep and, and long lasting relationships out of these uh worship communities and so mm-hmm. that's what I think about when I think about you talking about the missing the kids I think about all the all the folks uh, at the different churches that I served at mm-hmm. uh,
1: who had all these extra kids and grandchildren. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty cool thing. And they would come up, would they come up and run up and jump on top of you? Cause that's what some of the kids would do to me at Riverside. I loved it. They're like, ah, boom, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. certain ones. And I've actually, some of the parents have said, oh, my kids miss, they miss giving or getting a Mark hug or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I know. And then I start getting a little bit teary. And I said, but we'll be back in person soon. This is a temporary situation. I keep saying so we'll be back soon. And it will be, and I think it's 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 important to remember that.
0: And you know, these little things, even like this, where you find a new way to connect that you probably wouldn't have chosen to do um, mm-hmm. if this hadn't happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I do find that there are silver linings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was saying to someone recently that I would not be as close with Rory today um, because of the intentional time. Like we don't have we don't have as many things to go to anymore. No, <laughs> it, no. Um, like it, so, like today, you know, we 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 played a board game, watched movies, right? Like, um, you know, when we might have been at sports all day, and that's not a bad. Right. Thing. I look forward to yeah. when that when that comes back, mm-hmm. but it's reminded us. Um, I see, I see Chris saying something. I was thinking the same thing when you were talking about missing hugs. You know, I think there's a lot of people missing those mark hugs too. So uh, yes, <laughs> I, I don't think you're 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 alone in that. No. And no, me. and I
1: even thought about, it. I said, what if we didn't have the internet at all? And we were in this pandemic. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how well we would do if that was the yeah, case. My, uh,
0: you know, my grandfather passed away last week.
1: You can see that. Um, and I'm sorry. Scotland.
0: Thank you. Um, in Scotland, where most of my family is. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking, because he got to have a FaceTime call with his great grandchild before he died. Um, mm-hmm. Right like with Rory. Uh, mm-hmm. When we immigrated to Canada in 1982, um, like we, all we got was handwritten letters, right? Like mm-hmm. the like the, that kind of thing was impossible. You think about like the 1918 pandemic, right? Like like before the world wars, before technology. Like, yes, yeah, it's just a different thing now. Like we we,
1: we are yes. so blessed. We really are blessed. And I'm glad you were able to see each other face to face. You know right. that time, and for Rory, I hope that he'll remember that for the rest of his life.
0: I hope so too. You know, he's seven and, uh, it was, I'm not going to lie to you. It was not the easiest call for me. And I did find myself in the bathroom shedding some tears afterwards, okay. uh, but, uh, no, seven year old boy getting to, 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 to sit and And he, he, read a, he read a prayer from Desmond Tutu's African prayer book to him. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I uh, <laughs> think of my grandfather, 85 years old from this small, Little Scottish town uh, has four kids, twenty-something grandkids, or whatever it is, in mm-hmm. multiple continents. And his first great-grandchild and his first grandchild get to say goodbye to him while while they pray. Right? Yes. It, like on another continent, it's it's yeah. it, it's amazing, really.
1: It is. It is. Well, you, it, it's been quite a journey for you too. It has been a journey. Different respects. It has. We had a really nice call with my
0: with my mom this morning, and she was saying um, how much she misses listening to your music. Uh, she would oh, be nice.
1: "Please pass on my greetings to her." I will.
0: will. She 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 is uh, she's going to be playing one piece of music at my grandfather's funeral on uh, Monday. I think it is.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something like, that, that's what I think that's the reason why I love to do funerals because I like to have that interaction with the family and be that care comforting. Caring, comforting, compassionate person through music—it helps people. It, it's a it's a form of healing.
0: At every place where I had the opportunity to set the rules, we always referred to our 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 lead musician as the director of music ministry, mm-hmm. uh, because there is a, there there is a, a role in the community that's far more than uh than tapping the ivories. Um, Absolutely, and, you know. What does that look like for you at Riverside? What do you what do you what kind of what kind of things? Happen for you once you're before and after you you're you're on the piano or the organ.
1: Well, in terms of my position as director of music, so you know I lead the senior choir, I lead the handbell choir, um, I get involved with the kids and the youth, and and there's a lot of gifts in the congregation. So I know who plays what instruments, and I have them involved, you know, throughout the year for different services. I might have them do an offertory or a prelude or something like that. I'm one of those people, I love community engagement. And if I know, if somebody says to me, oh, my child plays the flute, you can guarantee that that child will get a Facebook message later that day saying, so, I heard from so-and-so that you play the flute. Do you want to play, you know, next, I'm just that type of person. Because, you know, and the more that they're asked to be involved, I think they appreciate it. It's a form of ministry too.
0: Well, I'll tell you, um, that type of person, um, I think a lot of people agree, is a beautiful person. Uh, I think we're, uh, those who come in contact with you and get to get to experience your ministry through music and through care and through Facebook messages. Cause I know I've been on the receiving end of those. Um, yeah. we're, we're, we're incredibly blessed by you, Mark. So I, uh, thank you. Thank you. We're about at 7.27, so uh, I'm going to just give a big, little bit of a preview of next week, and then we'll have one more minute. Next week, okay. i got, I got Stephen Setzer dropping in on us. Um, Stephen Setzer is from Brooklyn, New York, studied up in Toronto. Um, I've known him for a few years, more digitally than in person, and we're going to talk about religious deconstruction and reconstruction. So... What does it mean when your faith falls apart? How do you manage that in a constructive way? And mm-hmm. are you going to put it back together? And what does that look like if you're going to? Um, mm-hmm. I may even use myself as an example.
1: There you go. <laughs> we are all our own. You know, we're on a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Journey of faith, finding oneself.
0: I love when you you always say to me, um, "You're working it out, man. You're just exactly. you're working, it out. yeah, working yeah. it out, keeping it real." There you go. Thank you, yeah. and. Thank you for all those messages. Thank you for being the person you are, the love you give. Um, I always like that you're, you're you're always posting about light and love and trying to give it everywhere.
1: I'll, I try, and you know, and that reminds me, I will send you the details for that PWRDF virtual concert, March the twentieth, seven p.m. All right, will be on YouTube. So, or I'll
0: be on the red couch here, and we'll uh, we'll have it up on the screen. All right, Mark. Thank you. It's been great to chat, and uh, please give my love to Greg.
1: I will. And I give my love to Rory too right. and your family. You're in my thoughts and prayers. Thanks, brother. We'll talk soon. Sure. Stay Absolutely. safe.